Now it's time for something really good. True Dad. It's time for Welcome to Good morning, Melbourne, and welcome to Patchwork. You're with Chrissy, Deezer and Joe this Friday, the 13th of April. And who said that Friday the 13th was unlucky? <laughs> I bet you think you're unlucky driving to work on this dreadful Monday morning. You're listening to the Hot Brekkie with bacon and eggs and overcooked hash browns with a side of wilted spinach on 106.9 FM. Remember to mix it up with Maccas. They have their brand new murder burger. That's lettuce, tomato, cheese and Angus and Julia stone beef on bacon on a sesame seed bun. The traffic report this morning, the M1 southbound lane has been closed due to the presence of a pack of cattle. I'm your host, Deezer, and with me is Joe. Welcome to Patchwork. And Chrissy. Welcome to Patchwork. Coming right up in the next hour, we've got Poozy, Schmoozy and Juicy featuring all things celebrity gossip. But right now, it's time for old friends to sit around and sew a new patch into their quilt of friendship. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so that is our commercial radio. Yeah. I was inspired. Mm, I, I was inspired by what we talked about last what week. What inspired you? Well, we got picked up by a commercial radio station, <laughs> one of our segment, and that was very inspirational. So in part one, we played you the clip of a commercial station that had taken really good and made it their own in a very oblique way. Um, we had a lot of questions about this clip and, yeah. and what happened. Um, so just to let you guys know that... Their segment there was was going for several weeks, and they got in touch with us, and then they said, and they quietly admitted to, "Hey, we liked your idea so much, we stole it and did our own version." Prefaced it with, "We really like your show so much, in fact, <laughs> yeah. that we've stolen a bit of yeah, it." Yeah, we're a morning drive program. We've got a lot of content, a lot yeah. of air we need to fill in. So, he, you know, we're gonna we're gonna take this from you. But they contacted us, mentioned that we're doing it, and we said, "Oh, okay. Um, well, would you like to credit us with the creation of the segment?" Um, and then they never did the segment again. <laughs> I'd never credited us. I just left it. So this is part two of our retrospective. We'll be looking back at the whole season, uh, revisiting some topics, discussing further some points that friends have brought up, some points that fans have brought up, um, and generally just uh, winding up season one of Welcome to Patchwork. Before we get started, I just wanted to let you guys know that I don't know about your parents, but my parents really enjoy listening to the podcast. So much so that after almost every episode, my mum writes me an email with a review of the episode. (laughs) So what I wanted to read to you guys was one of the emails she sent me after one of our patches. And it opens like this. Dionne. (laughs) Sorry. Now you can't pronounce your own name. (laughs) She calls me Dionne. Runs in the family. There we go. <laughs> what would they know? They came up with it. Um, Dionne. Or, D- or it's sometimes Dionski as it well. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I, just listened, I just listened to your very enjoyable podcast. I like the different components and the whole patchwork idea. I like the way you leave... <laughs> I like the way you weave certain ideas throughout the show, e.g. bringing the vintage antique concepts at various different stages. I also like the fact that I engage and start thinking about things like, you know what's really good, etc., etc. Um, 
She also, she just put this in kind of like a byline. I checked the definition of antique as opposed to vintage and they are not the same. Hey. Is that sentence that just stands alone? Vindication. Um, she, she goes on to say, I also noted your friends at times I have difficulty telling them apart. Yes. Comment, comments about your online shopping habits, which reminded me of my sister. So this is where my mum is my mum and just tells stories as, as yeah, her yeah. way of And you are her son and yeah. you tell stories right. that go for too on long. On a podcast. Yeah. Um, which reminds me of my sister um, who asked me if I wore clothes I bought on sale. Although I was always a non-impulsive shopper, this was a very good in- intervention on her part and made me subsequently reevaluate further my shopping habits by always asking myself, will I wear it? And do I really need to wear it for whatever I buy? I thought the drinking part was very funny, although for me, not surprisingly, the heroic glorification of alcohol made it seem too fair dinkum Aussie. Overall, good fun and very enjoyable. Did she give us a number of stars? No, really, I, I was thinking of whether to put them in at the end. I think she would have given maybe 4.3 I stars. Love, I love the Yamakas out of five. <laughs> I love the amount of details she veered off yeah. about the clothes shopping. Yep. Like, it really made me think, when you made a stupid joke about clothes, <laughs> it made me think about my sister and if I wear discount clothes or not. I just love, but I was wondering, do your folks listen to the podcast and enjoy it or is it kind of not really for them because my, both my parents love it I get feedback and I love awesome. the, the difference between my mum communicating my mum will write this huge email and my dad wrote me an email that just said very good dolls that's it <laughs> and he loves it uh, my biggest concern with my mum uh, listening to it is, is that, that half the podcast is about it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I really want my nonno to listen I wish that he would <laughs> But um, with mum listening, I tend to listen with her around and she always laughs. But she's done that throughout my entire life. She always laughs at everything I say. So it's which, lost, you don't know. But I think it's given me this false sense of confidence that perhaps I'm funnier than I am. Why and does why she do that? Why does she laugh at everything Because she's a supporting say? mother. She's supporting me. But she scolds you so often. Yeah. <laughs> with hot water. So, so you think you have a distorted perspective on whether you're funny or not? Perhaps. I think yeah. we should put this to the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so she listens occasionally, but not as uh, as avidly as I your mum. I think my folks listen to, I actually don't have a concrete number for you. I think it was maybe one. And then the feedback was just like, oh yeah, well, but it's not really for us, is it, Joshua? It's not for, not for people our age. I'm like, yeah, it's fair. But are we not for the elderly? Sorry, not the elderly. <laughs> <laughs> if the elderly knew what podcasts were, I think we would be. Yeah, I don't think that we have an age bracket. No, we just glorify drinking. Yeah. <laughs> So early in the season, we talked about dirty laundry and dirty laundry is a big thing for me because I don't know what to do with something that I've worn once or twice. I don't know if to put it back into the wardrobe yeah. or to put it in the laundry basket. It's not dirty yet. It's not dirty Which yet. Which is absolutely insane. It's amazing that your mum sends you emails, <laughs> but there's been a fundamental flaw in the way that she's raised you as a human being. Can I just say that both of you thought that it was some kind of, yeah, let's gang up on Christian. We're both right. No. Yes, 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 definitely we did. Did. yes, we did, Josh. You definitely <laughs> did. Both of you thought that it was completely fine to just leave your dirty clothes on the floor. Leave them wherever you like. Not dirty. They're not super dirty. They're like a little bit worn. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, let's just throw them on the floor, though, where the yeah. dirt doesn't accumulate. <laughs> but no, I'm not getting back into this because I don't need to. Because there has been copious amounts of support for yours truly. Thank you so much. What are people say? Everyone that's written to me has been like, can't believe what Josh and Dion were arguing. So Bullshit. happy you stood your ground. The people, you know what? Josh and I are heroes because the people, <laughs> because the pe- because the people that identify with us, 
They're not able to speak up. Uh, uh, We're representing the common man the and little woman man. who struggles with on a day-to-day Excuse basis. Me. It's one of those topics in life that people don't discuss. People aren't open about it. People don't talk about if they're stressed at work, what they do about it, mental health issues. People don't talk about their <laughs> sex lives enough. But one thing, we, one thing, one thing <laughs> enough we bring, for your liking, Dion. <laughs> one thing we want to bring to the fore. fore to the floor. One, one thing we want to bring to the fore. No, is, you want to bring it to the floor. Yeah, one thing, <laughs> Is, is how people deal with dirty laundry. It's a big issue. It's And if you accumulate all of these things in your life, th- nah. they, they cause stress. No. Nah. Do you know what? And dirt is? and grime. There, there's a clear division between people who are too afraid to speak out and the people who have actually grown up and learned what to do with their dirty laundry. Do you know what? I was just thinking, when I was younger, we used to have a cleaner and the cleaner wasn't allowed to enter my room. Was never allowed to enter my room. Just just cleaned, like the, the doors were, I think all of them, don't look at me like that. I, think- I love the idea of the cleaner cleaning the hinges, <laughs> the facade of your door. And it just steaming through the hinges. <laughs> stick was this room. your choice or your parents' choice? Uh, so this is my parents' choice. Yeah. But one thing Lena the cleaner used to do. Lena the cleaner. Was that, so, so I'd be dropped at home and by like on this roster system. <laughs> just on the floor. Yeah. Just dropped. <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> so I'd be dropped at home and I would get home an hour before my mum would come home. And what I would do is that we'd have this unspoken rule with Lena the cleaner. She was a, I think she was Hungarian. She was a Hungarian migrant. She used to make toast for me. She used to butter it. Then I used to sit on her lap. And for the hour that I was waiting for my mum to get back, she used to scratch my back. What is what? this? She used to scratch my back. And are then, you sure, Are you sure she was a cleaner? Yeah, she was. She was. She was a cleaner. So my mum would come home. The roller door would, would, would come up. And I would jump out of Lena the cleaner's lap. And no one would know. Any, you know, what had happened? Wait a second. This isn't a podcast story, mate. (laughs) This is something you whisper to a police officer when you're younger. (laughs) Or the school psychiatrist, you know. You're like, oh, there's a thing happening at home. But to this day, I bloody love getting my back scratched. Yeah, it's almost a kink. This is insane. Pretend to be Lena. (laughs) Hey, Dion, you want to get your back scratched now? And you're like, yeah, don't clean my room. Don't clean my room. Do you like having your back scratched? It's hang, amazing. Hang is, is like <laughs> Can we a, move on? Wait, no, no, no. Was there, was there like Please? this period of like foreplay before where you'd kind of walk around and kind of stretch a bit and she'd kind of tap her fingernails on the table? It was it was around booster seat time. Oh, that explains a lot. <laughs> and it was around, yeah, that, that time where I'd get home, I was pretty tired from school and she'd just scratch my back. So bizarre. Yeah, it's I love, really bizarre. I love that a key component of it was the toast as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Dan. Come have your toast on the lap. That was uh, that was the time that you went from boy to man. This is very off. true. This and is very true. In response to our conversation about dirty laundry, one of our listeners felt so passionately in favour of my side of the argument that he felt compelled to record audio <laughs> to professionally produce a podcast all about. No, he recorded. <laughs> He recorded a clip of audio and sent it over to me about his thoughts. Hey guys, uh, it's Pato here. Um, I just wanted to respond to something that I thought was outrageous on last week's podcast. Um, and that is, Josh, your selection of where to um, place your once used pants. Um, I think that... Christian was right. Yes. Um, I think he was unfairly treated uh, by 
you and Dion, who clearly have no idea whatsoever of where to to place your um, barely worn belongings. Um, the choice of the floor is just an absolute outrage. Um, I want to see your living conditions of your bedrooms because the only thing that I can imagine is that you're both living in squalor. <laughs> yep, I don't, I don't deny that. Now, now, Pado went on to offer his services mm. to clean both of your rooms for don't two hours of his time don't need to it. come and clean your room. Uh, he, he wouldn't be able to get in my room. <laughs> yeah. There's no chance. Yeah, Lena's standing at the door. Yeah, uh, yeah I'd only do it with a back scratch. Yeah. <laughs> now, Pado. Pado, is it? I've got a bone to pick with Pado, okay? He, com- I got a bone to pick. he comes in yep. and thinks he can tell me what to do with my clothes and thinks he knows what's going on in my room. He doesn't know what's going on in my no, room. He doesn't know the circumstance of what's going he on in Josh's room. He doesn't know I sleep in a tiny room on a bunk bed. He, he doesn't, doesn't know he that. sleeps in a tiny bunk bed. <laughs> he doesn't understand the limited space that I have in my room. Limited space. Thanks for tea on the little <laughs> peanut gallery over here. It's like a salacious crumb from, you know, Jabba the Hutt. The Is one that, that Star Wars fans, yeah, that's what, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the one thing that um that Pato did say, independent of your room, was that he said a man should never keep his trophies in his room. <laughs> and if anyone's ever been in Josh's bedroom, there's a very large collection of his sports trophies what through is wrong the years. With that? Please explain to me what is wrong well, with keeping your trophies. So what might be wrong with it is how old are they? How old are the trophies? Josh, be honest, because I have a trophy from when I was 10 and it's still in my, my old room, my parents' place. So, there's trophies and medals. And I recently, because as I've said before, my folks have cleared out their house recently. So, I've got a lot of the older trophies, mm-hmm. but we're, we're ranging from present day, present day social netball back to probably primary school basketball. Let's talk about the older trophies. What did you get trophies for? I got best team man in year 10. Team man? Yeah. Team man. <laughs> which which would ordinarily mean that you're shit. Yeah. And it's the sympathy thing. Yeah, it is. But I was kind of pretty good, but I was sort of, I was great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it if at the awards ceremony, they awarded it to BTC. <laughs> Actually. So, my question to you, Dion, is did that team have a best and fairest award? Uh, yes. Of course it okay. did. So, yeah. team man is very different to best and fairest. Yeah, though. it yeah. is. But I can tell you, I was good at football when I, I think it was in year, uh, when I was nine or 10. And yeah, but it still was insulting. I, I think I worked it out. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. I think I worked it out. How many uh, team men trophies did I get? About 20? <laughs> is that right? No, but the worst player got the most improved award. So, I wasn't the worst. <laughs> That's true. Now, Pato might be interested to know that I think my behaviour has changed, not because of him, but just mm. a little little extra system that I've involved. <gasps> Prompted so by... Now, oh, look, there was a lot, of, um, a lot of commentary on it, so I thought maybe I'm doing something wrong. Um, so, <gasps> now Dion, what often you- happens is the genes... Look, don't get too excited, No, Christian. no, no, I'm hanging. I'm hanging up a thread Dion, here. How do you feel? <laughs> no, no. It's, it's coming to the dark side. No, oh, sorry, the, the light side. <laughs> you don't know what I've done, Christian. No, oh, but no. Dion, I'm still very much with you, so don't get too excited, <laughs> yeah. Christian. Uh, all that has happened is now I fold the jeans and they go in a, a basket. That's, that's, that's perfect. It's my normal washing basket. That's perfect. And it dumps in there, but what happens when I need to use the washing basket, they get dumped on the floor. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I'm happy with step one. Okay. All the right. folding is a really important part of this process. What are those two words? Folding and basket? 
I've never heard of those two words. (laughs) Actually, one thing that I've changed is I've had to convince myself that cleaning my room and and the upkeep of my room is really important to my health and my mental health. And so what I did was I went to a nursery, I bought an indoor plant and I've hung it from the top of my room. I've put two pictures on my wall that I've been wanting to put up for years. And now there's, there's this weird juxtaposition. If my room is dirty, but I've got this beautiful <laughs> framed picture and a hanging plant, then uh, they don't go together. So, I have to keep my room clean. It's yes. really interesting. It hasn't worked yet. It's been five <laughs> days. Did you ever have posters on your wall as a kid? Yep. I made it uh, my intention to cover... I was one of those kids oh, that tried to so cover lucky. his whole wall. Really? With, with what? Posters. What sort of posters? So, I had... Uh, V8s, <laughs> FHM <laughs> models, <laughs> the usual, <laughs> the Italian flag... <laughs> Bowls of pasta. <laughs> Ferrari logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. different pizzas. Um, no, I, I had all of the Astor Theatre posters. Oh, yeah, oh, that's a good Wow, one. that's so cultured of you. And then I also had my favourite bands. Oh. Cool. Do you know cool what band. I had? I had something on my roof. Can you guess what was on my roof? Star Map. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So, so I had a, my whole roof was covered with glow in the dark yeah, stars. We had them. The whole roof. Wait a second. So it was really light at night. And, and, and when did you take them down, Josh? How old were you? <laughs> Didn't it take ages as well? Did you take them down? Um, well, they were in Luke's room. We never had them in our room, my eldest brother's room. Oh, but okay. I actually, we were never allowed to have posters on the wall though. Because the blue tack would peel the paint away. Bloody blue tack. So, Hang on a second. Your dad's a handyman. Surely he knows that when the paint peels away, he can just put another layer of paint on top. Yeah. At the expense of his kid's childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try to defend him here. I'm sorry. No, it's, like, it's a Very disappointing thing. actions by car man. <laughs> You can always find blue tack absolutely anywhere. It's in every single house. And I don't know why they've decided to make it blue either. It's such a shit color. Because of the name. You always... <laughs> <laughs> but, we've, but we've got blue tack. Um, but I don't know what... I don't know why do they make it that color? Christian. Do you know... <laughs> Do you know what frustrates me the most about people's use of blue tack? Is how liberal they are. You only yes, need a tiny little so bit of blue tack for it to be effective, and people put enormous chunks. Can you tell that to my brother when we're sticking up posters for Comedy Festival? Because <laughs> he takes about a quarter of a roll and does three posters. Oh, that's it's why people hell. run out of blue tack. Our budget. Blue tack through the roof. (laughs) Once again, that was something that we talked earlier in a patch about. We don't know how things are made. Tell me, how on earth is blue tack made? I don't think we want to know. It's like some dark magic. Is it the same place as putty? Is it the same place as glue? Glue sticks? Yeah, it's the same place that ham's made. (laughs) Um... This is all a product of, of really growing up. Josh, you starting to fold your clothes, Dion, considering... You you, you bought yeah. a plant, Dion. That's, know, a, that's a, a living a entity. Well, it's living at the moment. I have to yeah. water it apparently every week. <laughs> but, but if I could bring us back to Pado's comments, he wrote three things to me after he sent me that audio recording. He wrote, the three signposts to a boy becoming a man are, number one, don't leave clothes lying all over your room, yep. which I completely agree with. Well, sorry, that's, that's his yeah, top three. Two. Jesus. Wash your dishes. <laughs> Other people's dishes or just your dishes? When you finished eating, wash your dishes. Yep. Yeah. Number three. Don't wear gas man until you're 60 <laughs> or older. They were his three points. A few of my measures for being a man rather than a boy, 
I realized when I was thinking about a few of these, as I was thinking, like, yeah, that's a sign, that's a sign, that's a sign. I went, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. Really? So, one of them is owning a suit, which I'm still yet to do. <laughs> don't own a suit. No, the only suit I have is from when I did a show about six years ago. Oh. One of my friends lent me one for it. It was sitting in an office and he went, I don't need that one anymore. You can keep it. Does it still fit? Yep. Got a suit. So, that's what I wear my suit for. <laughs> I have that. I also thought... um, Dressing uh, for your body shape and dressing to a particular style and haircuts. And included in that is buy your own clothes, which <laughs> <laughs> oh I still don't do. Um, my third one that I came up with was it kind of a, a separate theme, but it's not fair evading. Oh, yeah. kids, fair evade. When you become, you're like, it's not worth the hassle and the stress of sitting on a tram or a train worrying, is someone going to come and check That's my ticket? True. Yeah, it's just that thing of, but you learn and you and you reflect on it and you think, I could just pay this $3 or I could, yeah, I could risk the whole yep. journey yeah. getting picked up. It's thinking forward and assuming responsibility. Yep. Man. It's almost like we've got like a, um, a moral to this podcast, but I don't think we do. No. Right. Let's go talk about some shit. (laughs) (laughs) I was telling you guys in an earlier patch about how I was nicknamed Mm. as a child, as a boy, as a young boy. Couple of nicknames. Yeah, couple of nicknames. The one that stood out was BTC. And actually, I was at my desk yesterday and a work colleague who listens to the podcast turned around and said, Hey, BTC, what are you doing over there? BTC, if you remember, stands for Bucktooth Cunt. (laughs) (laughs) Work colleague. Yeah, work colleague. 2017. Yep, yep. He brought it right to the fore and it hurt as much as the first time that Nick Burrows pulled me out of that tuck shop line. (laughs) Wait a second. You remember the exact moment it started? Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Yeah, because he said it in front of so many people in the tuck shop line and everyone laughed. Because it was hilarious. Actually, that is the worst thing of everyone else laughing. If it was just a private thing, it's not too bad. But the fact that everyone else is loving it and loving you getting hated. Yeah, I reckon one of the worst things is being drunk when you're 15 and everyone looking at you naked whilst you're vomiting at a party. I reckon that's pretty funny. (laughs) Can be. Can be very funny. So, you had BTC, which lasted for how long? It would have lasted What were the peak years? years? The peak peak years would have been... 16, 17, 18. But then you also- 19, 20. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you also mentioned that you had- Crevice. Crevice. Crevice was from year six, so I would have been 12, 13, 14. But that didn't circulate like BTC did. It's not as funny. Yeah, it's not as funny and it wasn't <laughs> as evident either because, of course, I had a crevice, but I had <laughs> buck teeth. And that was evident. Whenever, whenever anyone was sort of, if I piss someone off, people would just go, fuck off your BTC. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the reasons it may not have circulated is because I later came to learn that crevice is one of the common words that people have a word aversion to oh. or a phobia. So, a lot of people suffer from word phobias and there is a common list of words that are contained within this... And crevices on the list. Crevice is one of those words that people become frightened of. You made it, Dio. Other words you might find on that list, moist. Mm, That's my favourite word. Yeah, I love it. actually my favourite word. I love it. Luggage. (laughs) (laughs) Luggage. Luggage. Phlegm. Well, that Christian isn't reading these. He just knows them. Yeah. Look at him. He's just... <laughs> Sorry. Do you know why? Is it the way they sound or the way they're pronounced or... No. 
It's, it's another case of me reading the title, the first line of the article, and that's about it. Do you reckon your bully recognised that Crevice was on that list? Uh, he wasn't so much a bully. I couldn't call him a bully, but... No, you, he tricked your mind there. He okay. was a bully. So, he was a bully. Yes. And he, yes. Uh, yes, I think he would have known that was on the list. Yes. Yeah. Because um, one thing with the bullying, like me with my long hair, like you kind of realise that this stuff... You think of it more as a kid and I think you just kind of grow thicker skin as you get older, mm. but it definitely still occurs. Like a few years ago, I was at a uh, Christmas, Christmas party. I didn't know all the staff at the time. So, you know, you're kind of putting yourself out there, meeting all these new people. And I started to tell a story. It was, it was relevant in some way, whatever the topic was. I was like, oh yeah, I can tell a story on that. And you're kind of, you know, struggling for conversation. And I start, and then as soon as I start the story, my brain, I go, it's not a good story. Yeah. It's just a shit story. Yeah. And so I go... I this I said this I go oh look actually don't worry about it. You got out. <laughs> I know. And then Rowan said he said no no go on say it. I was like nah shit story shit story. He's like nah say it. And I finished off the anecdote and he went that was pretty shit. <laughs> and I was like yeah I, I, I told you that's really mean. I told you it was that's shit. That's really mean because if you have the guts to pull out of a story, surely there's very very good reason for yeah. it. I love that we now know that Josh wasn't properly bullied as a kid. Because that's not bullying. That's not bullying. That's not bullying. Oh, you don't know what bullying bu- is. Bullying has to be about a physical feature other it than your hair. It has, to, it has to go to your core yeah. and become a part of who you are for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's true. Okay. Josh, could you please recite the story no, for us? No, I don't remember what it was. I love you to Because it was so it. average yes, and boring do. and banal. No, I don't. That's the thing. Because yes, it wasn't even... <laughs> But why did you want to say it? What what made you just Because start the topic with? was relevant. You know, when you have those yeah, anecdotes yeah, yeah. and you go, oh, we're talking about this thing. Oh, yeah, I'll jump in. I've got a thing to say on that. Yeah, I do that I'll... all the time on this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll riff on that. We all do. <laughs> and then I was just started. I went, like, nah, mate, it's not a good anecdote. It's it's boring. It, it has minor relevance to the topic of conversation right now. Get out. And I tried to, and I wasn't allowed to. I was forced to tell <laughs> oh, the story. No. Yeah, what thanks. Sympathy now. feeling. Oh, fuck you. Were you just shaking your head at him I going, agree. I can't believe that you got me to no, say No, I just went, I just, can I have another Corona, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh, was he the bartender? <laughs> and now it's time for Oh Wow of the Week. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Brazil was once called the United States of Brazil, or USB. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> One of the regular segments we got quite a lot of feedback on was the Roybus Challenge. And this was laid down by Dion, um, who is very, very good and skilled at writing into companies, writing into businesses to get free shit from them. Isn't that right, Dion? It's not free shit. Oh. It's, eth- it's, it's ethically sourcing <laughs> materials. It's, it's ethically sustained, <laughs> sustainable resourcing of materials from companies. It's not, it's not, the aim of the Roybus Challenge is not to get free shit. It's to, Christian, how would you describe it? To get your comeuppance. <laughs> That's right. Another word that should be added to that <laughs> list of words. Luggage, moisture, moist commitments. So, I had a lot of people actually contact me 
um, buoyed by our success in the Robus Challenge and, and, and pushed and motivated who got in touch with me who had taken it upon themselves to ride into companies and get what? free shit. That's great. We love being an inspiration to our it listeners. It was fantastic. And one awesome. in particular was one Caitlin Hammond. Um, and she wrote in about a candle that she'd been having problems with. And she thought, oh, well, it's just the state of the candle. She heard the Robus Challenge, thought, I'm not going to stand for this. Great. I'm going to write in and I'm going to see what I could get. And reading her email, it sounds eerily reminiscent like Christian has written it. So, what I wanted to do, <laughs> I've printed it out here. So, I'm going to pass that to Christian to read out Caitlin's email about trying to get a replacement candle. So, if you want to read that out now, Christian. Hi, Alchemy team. <laughs> <laughs> I have previously written for some advice regarding one of your candles. I wondered if you have any extra ideas. I purchased my absolute favourite candle, the large three-wick lychee and black tea-scented candle, well over a year ago. It has persistently been a tricky candle since then. The wicks aren't long enough to sustain a flame before they become flooded with wax. (laughs) Great complaint. Such a good complaint. And such a great flavour. Lychee and black tea. I have tried putting aluminium foil around the entire candle to increase the heat and therefore melt more wax with a smaller flame, as per a previous suggestion from your team. I have used paper towel to absorb wax and eventually also used a syringe to suck suck excess wax out. Unfortunately, the candle continues to be flooded. I simply cannot burn the wicks longer than a few minutes without having to remove additional wax. I also feel like I've lost many milliliters of my <laughs> candle by doing this. She wrote MLs, by the way. ML. Scientific. I find this eternally frustrating as my previous small single wick candle was a huge hit around the house. <laughs> I can't wait to hear the response. It was a hit. Any further suggestions before I finally give up? Caitlin Hammond. There we go. So that was her initial email, but she got a great response from the Alchemy team. Um, got a brand new candle for her trouble. Oh, so wow. sent in some photos and said, and they're like, yeah, that looks really weird. Here's a new candle. Really? Just how just, could how could they get that wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just the one brand new candle. Oh, not oh. happy. Just That's one? what we need. We need the uh, verification from Dion. How many rooibos sleeves is that worth? So, excellent form in the letter. Excellent writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they offered her one candle, I don't think she should have accepted that. <laughs> she should have come back at them and said, this has caused me a lot of heartache, a lot of trouble. Yeah. She should have requested more. And she should have said that their reputation was on the line and she probably at this point would not buy another candle. I'm going to give it 7.5 rooibos sleeves. Oh, 7.5? Out of wow. 10. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow, Craig. Oh, wow. I feel like we could almost start up a service where if people have grievances with companies, they could send us the details and then we'll write into them on their behalf. So, I've considered, yeah. not, not joking, I've considered actually starting this up as a yes. business. One of 50 companies I've considered starting, haven't started one yet. But on the topic of that rooibos challenge, I actually conducted my own rooibos challenge, but unbeknownst to me, I wasn't 
conducting my own Roybus challenge. It was something that I did two years ago. And I was talking about it recently with a friend. So, Christian, what I wanted to do is I have an email exchange from Sports Direct. Sports Direct is a cut price um, fashion and sports brand in the UK. And I have an email chain I would like you to read out. And I was going to read this out myself, but I thought it would be much funnier if you read it out with me in mind writing it. Christian. Hi, team. I purchased a Lee branded duck down jacket from you guys, and I'm disappointed with the quality. <laughs> Very basic. <laughs> it appears to be leaking. <laughs> it appears to be leaking feathers. Please see photos attached. Can you please let me know how I can go about returning the product for a refund? Thank you. Dear Dion Factor, thank you for your email. Having discussed this with the manufacturer of the jacket, they've advised that due to the nature of the materials used in making the coat, inevitably there may be light shedding of the down inside the jacket. Once the down has compacted in during wear, the down loss should be minimal, and this does not constitute as a fault. Kind regards, Tanya. Hi, Tanya. There are feathers... <laughs> There are feathers literally everywhere. <laughs> it got to the point where the other night I was out and I had to remove the jacket because the feathers had penetrated two layers... <laughs> had penetrated two layers of clothing and were causing significant discomfort. I was literally itching all over my back. Absolute rubbish that this isn't a manufacturing fault. The quality of the jacket is... <laughs> The quality of the jacket is absolutely appalling. <laughs> it's shocking. <laughs> Love the look of the jacket, but it is absolutely faulty. Love the look. Happy to supply additional photos or videos, but your replier is totally unacceptable. In addition to my comments above, I own another down jacket from MacPack. It has shed a few feathers, but this jacket has literally shed hundreds. Also, there is no opportunity for the feathers to compact, as you suggested, as the jacket is completely unwearable. Really disappointing response from you guys. Dear Dion Factor, you can return it for an inspection if you would like to do so, but we do not believe this to be faulty. Tanya... I literally cannot wear the jacket. <laughs> How on earth are you making an assessment about the jacket from one photo and a description? <laughs> Please escalate this immediately to your supervisor or I will have no hesitation in reporting Sports Direct to Consumer Affairs. I also do not appreciate the manner in which my inquiry has been dealt with thus far. The jacket is completely unwearable and the quality is absolutely appalling. <laughs> Dear Dion Factor, as I have advised, please return the item for an inspection as we do not believe it to be faulty from the photo. You will have to return it. Once it has been inspected, we will advise further. So, I remember when I, um, when I initially um, forwarded this conversation to a friend of mine, he absolutely lost his shit. I messaged him the other day and I forwarded him the exchange again and he said, I've read your email exchange at around half a dozen dinners. <laughs> and he said, I read it on Saturday night at my parents' place and we couldn't get past the second email because everyone was already crying. <laughs> and, I, and I asked him, what is it, what's so funny about it? What is so funny? And he said, it's so many things. You start the exchange just raring to go. <laughs> your expression is so extreme, appalling, shocking, <laughs> everywhere. Um, but... It's also important to note that um, 
the jacket was sixteen dollars. <laughs> oh, you're joking! Yeah. But it was reduced from one hundred and fifty. So I got this. I thought I got what? this amazing deal. It's a really nice jacket. We will be posting pictures of this on social media. Yes. The feathers are literally everywhere in the photo. <laughs> The funniest thing as well is that my mum refuses also to throw out the jacket. So the jacket is still what? on the hat stand at my parents' place. She never returned it to get inspected? No, I never returned it. So Tanya it to get never saw the jacket? No, she never saw the jacket. But you know what? I'm going to award myself <laughs> eight rover sleeves out of ten. Of course you would, mate. For persistence, for um, having the guts to re- potentially return a, ja- a jacket for $16. No, nah, it's probably not an eight. This is this is like you describing yourself as a hero before. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the anger and the aggressiveness I think you got off on. Well, right it's knows. because I guess back in the day when I wrote that email exchange, You're an I, angry young man. Yeah, I was an angry <laughs> young man, but I had no tact. Whereas now I have so much tact. <laughs> My favorite part about Dion's Roybos challenge was twofold. Number one, we were witnessing history in seeing the master <laughs> at work. I really appreciate reading Dion's correspondence. Yeah. Number two, I love the visual landscape that you create. <laughs> My favourite line, Hi, Tanya, there are feathers literally <laughs> everywhere. It's this, it's this idea of, like, you've had a pillow fight and there are feathers just cascading from the, the sky. The funniest thing was, like, I, I wore it out a couple of times at night and I didn't know what was going on. I thought I had some sort of skin condition, but it was the actual... What, you were leaking feathers? Yeah, it was, I was leaking feathers, but I, I just couldn't believe how rigid she was in not allowing me to, like, just get a refund straight. I was 16 bucks. She was so... And then I read up on Sports Direct on, on the internet and about the reviews that they get and people just say, they're shocking. Yeah. <laughs> Feathers everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) One thing that we consistently got a lot of feedback on was Christian's, Christian in particular, his stories. Um, We had a lot of great stories from him. We heard the frozen tomato story. Um, We had his first time drinking. um, The cafe dad story that Ah, was overhearing. Um, and also the watermelon story, which actually started as Dion's story. But I remember yeah. as we were... Because te- we did plan that all three of us... Because I remember you, oh, Dion, had right. yours first. Yep. And then you, Christian, you jumped in. Yeah. Yeah, I jumped in with that story about the watermelon growing, <laughs> growing out of garden. my garden. And as you were halfway through yours, I went, hang on a minute, I've got one as well. <laughs> it, was this, it was this perfect storm where yeah. each of us had saved a watermelon story and had told each other about it. <laughs> but one of my favourite stories was um, about you on set with Nicolas Cage as an extra Um, and I remember that we actually went in to look at some of this stuff and we're talking about you being the captain of the footy club on an episode of Neighbours and we actually as a group went back and we found the episode found the footage and we watched it and it is fantastic (laughs) and Christian is fast (laughs) Uh, that's when I was legitimately very fat I love the commentary you provided when when we were watching that footage you were saying how awful they were at football as well they were just terrible horrible horrible. well they're the theatre kids they're not yeah. the sports kids, yeah, you know. Right. You, you, when you watch back the footage, which we can post because we have found it can now. Can post or will definitely post? <laughs> we'll definitely post. You'll notice that each of the uh, cuts of the camera are just before they make contact with the ball. <laughs> and you were telling us as well, you're actually on another show, Bogan Pride. Yes. And we actually looked up that as well. And you had some great extras work in that. Yeah, so that was a show that was... Uh, a Rebel Wilson standalone mm. when she was just starting to... She was a star on the rise. <laughs> and I was cast as an extra. <laughs> but I was I was playing a gambling man outside of TAB. Gambling man? Uh, so, like Dion being team man. <laughs> yes. So, 
<laughs> so they gave me a form guide and I was with another extra and basically it was just myself, the other guy, and and next to us was Rebel Wilson having a talk with her. The star. Actor father. Yeah, the star. So I was kind of, you know, having a play around because as an extra on the set, you really are considered like cattle. <laughs> you are worthless to them. It's also, I imagine, quite boring as well because you're on set for yeah. a lot of hours. Yeah, Doing absolutely. nothing. Yeah. yeah. Doing absolutely nothing. So, I thought I would occupy myself. So, I had the form guide in my hand. And I thought, well, let me see if I can get away with maybe holding the form guide upside down. <laughs> so, I tried that for a couple of shots and the director came up to me and was like, well, do you want to just turn the, the form guide the right way around? <laughs> And I, and I tried to explain to him. I was like, no, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about like the, the character's a bit of an idiot. And he's like, just turn the form kind of out. So I did. And then when he went to call action on the next shot, I turned it around and had it upside down because I've now had this little personal vendetta. And uh, he started the shot. Rebel walked past. And he goes, cut, cut. Walked over to me. He goes, turn it around. Turn the form guy the right way up. Yeah, okay, sorry, sorry. I forgot that I, I forgot. Just, just, just turn it the right way up. So he went back. And again, went to call action. One more time. I turned the form gun around. Oh, I know you didn't. He came up to me. He goes, if we're going to have to do this again, I'm kicking you off the set. (laughs) And I said, sorry, mate. I'll put it the right way up. Left the set in a handstand. (laughs) But it's it's weird because that was the second time I told you about Nicolas Cage. How how I Took a photo. You got kicked off set again. Yeah. There was also other footage you showed us of you in the pool. Yeah, so we filmed at North Melbourne Pools, which is a, a suburb in, in, in our city of Melbourne. <laughs> North of Melbourne, isn't it? It's a swimming pool. That's all you need to know is a swimming pool. And, um, and yeah, it was a day-long shoot. And the, the thing that I remember the most was that Rebel Wilson at the time had dyed her fringe blonde, but they had to spray paint it brown to make it seem like she was a brunette. But she was doing a pool scene. So... Every take, it would wash off and they'd have to dry her hair and reapply this spray paint. That was it. Although, then again, I also tried to get kicked off the set then. (laughs) How'd you do it? I grabbed a large inflatable banana. (laughs) I turned it it upside down. (laughs) And I used it as a penis. And in the background... In the background of the opening sequence yes. of Bogan Pride, funnily enough, I didn't get caught. Yes. And you can, in the distance, see a small man wearing a yellow T-shirt <laughs> holding onto a banana like it's a penis. That's yes. great. Yep. That's yes. so good. Speaking of mucking around during productions, you with the newspaper, I remember I used to do the productions at high school. Um, one of the musicals we did was Sugar and I was playing the bellhop. And so one of my scenes... <laughs> yeah. I don't know any Why of those things. <laughs> you, would, you would play that character so uh, well. Thank you very much. <laughs> it was American. So I had two lines in the whole show and I came out and I said, Telegram, Telegram for Shiraz Good Fielding. That was my line. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> so on the final day of the productions, it was a matinee was the final run. Um, you know, you, you kind of play a few pranks so my telegram there's nothing written in it but on the final night i decided to draw a penis on the inside of the telegram <laughs> so then when i pass the telegram to sir osgood fielding he opens <laughs> the telegram and so he he opened oh. it and it's this great moment where you can see in his face like go telegram telegram for sir osgood fielding and then, so he grabs it opens it sees the dick has this moment of pauses try not to laugh and says his line which is it's from mother. <laughs> <laughs> 
And what was ridiculous is, for some fucking reason, the paper that the telegram was, it was like butcher's paper. It was really thin. So whoever... Oh, no, is in the, the first, light! No, the first, like, dozen rows would have easily seen oh this big God. cock on this telegram. From his mother. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Really, really good. You know what's really, really good? Really, really good. You know what's really, really good? Do you know what's really good? When you're convinced you've lost your wallet and find it easily where you left it. <laughs> really good. Really good. Really good. Really good. You know what's really good? Watching a single knife tap against the champagne glass bring an entire room to silence. <laughs> really good. Really good. Really good. Really good. Do you know what's really good? When a tram ticket inspector checks your fully valid ticket. Really good. Really good. Really good. Really good. Really good. Do you know what's really good? When you have a shocking sense of direction yet manage to find your destination by stumbling on it. Really good. Really good. Really good. You know what's really good? Being invited by the DJ to spend some time next to him during his set. Really good. Really good. Really good. Do you know what's really good? Getting a USB stick into its socket on the first try. Really good. Really good. Really good. We love hearing your really goods. And if you have a really good, please get in touch with us on Facebook. Do you know what Alex Dyson thinks is really good? When you think the enthusiastic person in the bright T-shirt on the street is a charity volunteer, but it turns out they're actually giving out the latest delicious promotional product. (laughs) Really good. Really good. Really good, Alex. Really Really good. Do you know what Amanda Lee thinks is really good? That first shower after you've been away camping. <laughs> oh, really good, really good. And do you know what's really good? My pronunciation of <laughs> Raphael Nadal. <laughs> really good, really good. You know what's really, really good. Thank you for listening to the first season of Welcome to Patchwork. We genuinely loved recording the podcast for you. So we especially appreciate those of you who have friends and who've told those friends about listening to us. We want to grow and build community and you are literally the knitting needles in that quilt. Sewing the quilt together. Yes. <laughs> um, we'll be back very soon with season two. And if you're missing us and just want to keep in touch, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, so please like our various pages. This week, we'll be sewing the final patches into our season one quilt. Josh, what final patch did you sew this week? Um, my final patch for the season has been a recurring thing that happens every time we come here. My final patch is your mum, Christian, holding a big plate of food made just for me. (laughs) (laughs) And Christian, Christian, what patch are you sewing in? Josh, for this final patch, I'm going to sew a Muslim man gifting an Italian man a candle overflowing with wax. (laughs) And Dion... What are you sewing into your patch? And I'm just sewing into the final patch on this beautiful patchwork quilt we've sewn. Two private school mums throwing their dirty laundry all over the place. (laughs) 
So thank you for listening to Welcome to Patchwork for this final episode of Season 1. I've been Dion. I've been Josh. And I've been Christian. Goodbye. 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 Do you want to hear it again? Yes. Let's hear it again. I smacked it out of my ear. I got so excited. My pronunciation. Do you know what's really good? My pronunciation of Raphael Nadal. You got, the, you got the best announcer yeah. yes. in the world yeah, to pronounce the best name <laughs> in the world. It was Josh's idea there. Uh, what a legend. Do you know what's really good? My pronunciation of Raphael Nadal. <laughs> oh, what a legend. <laughs> really rolls that out.